This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for Kiss Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. My name is Scott Malone, and with me is my co-host. His name is Ski Bum, Chris Cook. Hey, Scotty. Hey, boyo. How you doing? Good. Really good to be back here. Hey, we do a podcast. (laughs) Who'd have thunk it, right? I know. Like, technically, it's, like, available and stuff, and, uh, you know, I feel like we have done episodes in the past. I can't be confirmed on that. Welcome, Welcome back, everybody. Uh, That's right. We could we could even Welcome call this listener. the start of the second season. We took a took a season. You know what I like? And you know what wasn't the last episode episode twenty two? Something like that. That's Something. that's how TV seasons go. Isn't <laughs> Especially that interesting? now, they all TV shows have twenty two episodes. Oh, look, you listen, fuckhead. I'm going I'm going classic style. Okay, okay. We're starting. Sorry, out I'm great. coming out hot. We're go. I'm coming this out is, hot. We have a lot of really terrible things to talk about today, so yeah. we're getting angry really early. <laughs> this is going to be a very special episode. It might even end up being two episodes, depending on the length and how how this all goes. But uh, know that we've got we've got a lot of surprises. We've got a wonderful guest that we're going to be introducing in a bit. But before we do that, I'd like to just throw out our, all our social media if you want to get in touch with us. We are at Detroit Talk City on Twitter, Detroit Talk City Pod at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook group, and uh, we've got a website, DetroitTalkCity.com. We'd love to interact with any of you assholes if you, you know, want to get frisky. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is that a fun thing to say, or if you want to get frisky? I don't know. Are you gonna Are you gonna start trolling people from the Detroit Talk City? Oh yeah. I mean, what, It'd be what, fun. It'd be fun for that Twitter account to do anything, really. Normally, I'm just used to like just just trolling for you know what, like out on a Saturday night. Oh, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And we are recording on a Saturday night, <laughs> so let's get trolling. Uh, just uh, as a reminder uh, to all of you out there, um, we are not experts, nor are we fans of Kiss, <laughs> lest you think that we are. Okay, so if, you, if that's what you're coming here for, if you're going for like that deep, dark analysis, you've come to the wrong place. Yeah, if you saw the episode title and were like, oh my god, my favorite album of all time, I want to hear that, yeah, seek these help. experts speak about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, I do have like an academic book on it already, which, you know, someone I know read a hell of a lot more than I could get through. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> we'll so get into that. We've, we've gotten that stuff out of the way. Do you have something else on your list that we have to get to first? Oh, just, I, I don't know if we said it out loud, but yeah, we will be discussing Kiss's magnum opus and lone concept album, 1981's Music from The Elder. That's right, The Elder, with quote, quotation marks around it, because these idiots thought it was going to be a movie. And I don't know what sort of fever dream you'd have to like, cook up to like think that this could be a movie, but here we are. Mm. Here, here we are, you know, talking about it. <laughs> here we it are later. talking about it. Yeah. So what, th- once again, like the, 40 years later. Once again, the joke is truly on us. Anyway, um, yeah, so if you might have noticed, if you pay attention to when these episodes actually get released, it's been over a month since we released an episode. We're going to try and get right back onto our normal schedule of an episode every two weeks. There's, um, there's a very good reason why I, why we weren't able to put out an episode uh, this last while, uh, highly personal, but might as well get into it. We just share every other deep, dark secret mm-hmm. on this show as it is. I was, um, I was at a friend's place, a uh, friend of the show, John Boy, 
um, <laughs> we were just playing like an innocent game of um, poker dice. It's like this kind of board game, kind of you use poker chips, dice. Mm. It's a it's a whole fun thing. Anyway, in the uh, during all the merriment and the excitement and so forth, I uh, tipped my chair backwards and uh, just fell onto the hard ground, proceeding to break three of my ribs on my left hand side. Um, just insane. You know. Yeah, and broken ribs are notoriously really simple to heal. They're not; it's not uncomfortable. No, your ribs yeah, aren't you can, constantly moving every second of every day. You just want to. You just want to dance. You just want to laugh. You know, it doesn't feel bad when you sneeze. Okay, like it's not like excruciating to just stand up and go to the bathroom, <laughs> or when you need to sit down and go to the bathroom. That's not horrible. So I think. You are taking my like my title of being yeah. the world's clumsiest, most injury prone person. You're taking that away from me. I think I got your juju. Yeah, yeah. I well, know. no, yeah. It's all it's all on it's you. It's all now. it's all within me. Now, l- luckily, this was at the tail end of uh, June when this went down, and we are at the tail end of July now. So I should only have a couple more weeks of recovery. I'm actually like up and about right now because the truth is. One of the reasons that we also didn't do the show is that I just it hurt to even talk at times. Yeah. It hurt hurt to breathe. So like, mm-hmm. you know, and oftentimes sh- we get goofy on the show and we like to have a laugh. Yeah, and this show should only hurt us emotionally. It shouldn't be hurting us physically. Exactly. When everything else in this life is hurting me physically, you know, I got to take solace in something <laughs> that's not supposed to do that. Well, friend, so. I'm I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was um it was a real nightmare, you know. I went to like three different two different hospitals, three different doctors, you know, x-rays, the whole thing. And I've never I'd never broken anything before mm-hmm. in my life, you know. Yeah. So the truly the injury bug had been I don't know, slipped, mm. into, well, slipped into my drink or you're something. You're lucky because none of them are now like floating, right? They didn't detach. No, they just cracked. No, as I say, you know, we're here, we're laughing. You know, I'm up, you know, was able to actually go to karaoke, you know, recently and, you know, d- d- you know dance a little bit like an asshole. It hurt yourself again. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But yeah, it was a bummer. You know, thank goodness, like for having like family and friends to support me and, and whatnot. It would have been, uh, it would have been even more hell than mm-hmm. it was, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, and I, I had to miss Punk and Drublick. Yeah. Bad, yeah. Bad Religion and, and No Effects. Yeah. That was uh, that was not a fun night when I no. when I realized. They had, but you went. Yeah, I, I went. It was uh, because of the chance of rain, they moved it from being an outdoor punk festival to being inside at the, uh, ec- the Expo Center here in Edmonton. So... Nothing like punk in a huge concrete room. I know. I've I've seen No like, Effects was, there before too. It was awful sounding yeah. show. Like it was awful. It was great to see No Effects and Bad Religion. Uh, the last time I saw Bad Religion was at uh, the oh, what's that Sonic? Was that special? Sonic Boom Sonic when you went Boom, with me? Yeah. yeah, when the sound was also really shitty. That was shitty. That. Yeah. yeah, and No Effects I haven't seen since like the Warp tour in like the early two thousands. So. Couldn't wait great. for the summer at the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was it was a really good show. My friend Laura came. She ran she, over from work. She, she took got her my ticket. ticket. Yeah. And she's uh, like, no effects helped get her through boarding school when she was like a teenager, yeah. and she had never seen no effects live. So at least and somebody got to use yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. So happy that mm-hmm. someone got some use out of it. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Everything's on the upswing now. Hopefully, no more missed concerts i don't even know if anything is coming up anytime soon can you think of anything um 
I don't know. No, no nothing. I don't, I don't even don't even know. Okay. Well, <laughs> also, I'm like the the worst person to ask like what good music is coming into town. This is true. This is true. Like, I, mean, I don't think you. It's, it's, like, it's, it's not like you like co-host a music podcast. You might be like slightly aware. Our music aware. podcast is about Kiss. <laughs> No, Kiss is not coming to town. Oh, you're telling I me that tell Kiss that. isn't musical? No, I. The, I've I've missed this. Our band, our, our our show is about the band Kiss. I know next to nothing about Kiss. I know they're no, not you coming know, to town. You, you know a lot about Kiss. Yeah, now. and it's tearing me up inside. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you want to uh, uh, bring up before we bring our uh, lovely uh, guest in? I'm trying to think. I'm sure that I've, I I've know. If, hurt if, myself in some way recently. Yeah. Well, certainly like self-inflicted, but we all know how that goes. Yeah, but that's just to feel alive. <laughs> yeah, just like the absence of, uh-huh. of feeling will just like, somehow, feel, somehow give just you to, Just to feel else. something. That's all I, all I want. Yeah, you, you numb you numb to find the pain mm-hmm. fun uh <laughs> um well we might as well bring in i think that's our a guest idea. um it's first time we've had a guest on the show and i think a good year right pretty much well we had a, we had wait, wait, we had three straight we had we had we had steve john and taylor uh-huh. and, and then we stopped doing that because we stopped doing that because yikes look at that little <laughs> list of characters <laughs> um but um this guy is uh He's one of my very best friends. We've known each other for over 20 years. And he, quite honestly, ladies and gentlemen, is really the crux of why this show even would exist. It, because realistically, this show became a way for me to deal with what, <laughs> with what this guy did to me. What he continues to do to me. Um, I'm talking, of course, about Mr. X himself. <laughs> Please welcome Jay. Jay, welcome in, buddy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Mr. X. I'm just going to refer to you as Mr. X because I like that. Uh, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's excellent experience thus far. Oh, great. Well, we're so, so happy to have you on the show, Jay. Now, I was hoping... Mr. X. Mr. X. <laughs> Mr. X. Um, see, I've just said we've known each other for 20 years. I'm calling you Mr. fucking X now. <laughs> Which was new today. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, Jay came over. Um, Mr. X came over yeah, yeah. Um, before the uh, the show started a couple hours early, just so we could uh, watch a bunch of Gene Simmons interviews. Because truly, the masochism will never end. <laughs> yeah, I've said it before to him, and I'll say it again. It's it's like the, that scene at the end of The Dark Knight, where the Joker is hanging off the side of the building, and he says to Batman, "I think you and I will be doing this forever." <laughs> Um, and I, I recently told you that that makes sense. You're the Joker, not only because you're a, a comedian type of guy, but you're also a criminal. Oh, a criminal. Oh, <laughs> see, I thought you were just going to go straight for it, but you're also just a joke. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm a jokester. Yeah. Yeah. Jokester. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Funny oh, guy. Yeah. And you with the Batman thing, you know, you're, you're gaunt as, as hell, you know, you, you exist in the darkness. <laughs> um, I don't know how, how, what upstanding you are for the common man, but I digress on that. But I, I follow the law and uphold the letter it of the even. law. Because as you've said before, you're not doing anything wrong. You don't care if you get those, those invasive, like if people are like looking in on you on your computer or yeah, anything like, like that. NSA, you know. Come at me, if, if, bro. If you're picking this up, check my shit out. It's oh, fine. It's, yeah, they, well, they, they listen to this podcast a lot. <laughs> Do they? 
Yeah, it's it's mostly to get a sense of the like uh, sadness. Scott, the, yeah, sadness. Yeah. The criminally insane. The, the criminally insane. That's a new. <laughs> that's a new one. That's a good one. <laughs> Like I, I've known about them like on each on each end, but to combine them into just this like thick stew, it's that's mm, it sticks to your ribs. Ah, okay. Well, let's double back just yes. for a second. Yes, indeed. Because you are blaming Mister X for this podcast. Yes. Okay. Can you expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, so as I say, Mister X and I have known each other for over twenty years. We go way back uh, to uh, to going to school. Um, this guy was the first guy to uh, show me Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. You know, really mm-hmm. great music, music mm-hmm. that I still love to this day. But <laughs> <laughs> there would also be times when, um, it, uh, for God knows what reason, we would um, all of a sudden be listening to Steal My Sunshine by Len. You know, this is funny, right? <laughs> and that's... um. That's something that that is going on to this day, you know. Oh, more than ever. More than ever. I think it was like what was it last year? Um, we were at a, at a hotel or whatever, and you just decided to start playing Hootie and the Blowfish for <laughs> whatever reason. <laughs> Which I would then proceed to hear. I don't know. Every time I'd see you, like, hey, <laughs> like, hey man, check this out, and then it would just be the video that I only want to be with you over and over again. Well. <laughs> You're perfect for whenever I get a stupid song in my head, which is all the time. You're a performer and a singer, right. and you have the musical knowledge, so then you can then relay it back to me, right, in a comical way, and yeah, then let let the the, the layers of this of this awful rotting onion keep um keep folding out. Now, um, we also um we had a bit of a dalliance when we were younger. Uh, we played in a band for a while. Yes. Um, neither of us were the most polished at the time i think it's fair to say we've both improved vastly over indeed over over that time period but it was it was a good excuse at the age of 17 to get fucked up and Mm -hmm. that's it i think yeah i was certainly unpolished in a number of ways i think it's fair to say yeah yeah i remember what at one show just thinking like what geniuses we were because we had decided to put vodka in the Gatorade bottle because A, it looks like Gatorade, and then B, you're like killing your hangover right there. The Gatorade's yeah. restoring your electrolytes. Yeah. And it's just like, how did nobody think of this yet? <laughs> you won't get hung over. There's no way. There's, there's no way. Yeah. We hacked the system. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that band didn't last for too long. I mean, we, we, t- we were cool, but like we tore it up. But it was it was really just like a year. Yeah, very sloppy and sloppy. whatever, but there was there's still a, like a hint of uh, I don't know. It it had a cool image for a teenage band. That's for, for a sure. teenage band for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I, I've I've good memories even through all the yeah all the fog of it. You might yeah, say yeah, fog indeed. I do have a good one. I don't know if I've told this story on this show before, but rem- remember when my car broke down in the dead of winter, coming back from a show in Rocky Mountain House. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So all of a sudden, both Jay and I, again, dead of winter, uh, Mr. X and I, um, we, neither of us have a winter jacket. Like, of course not. At all. Of course not. <laughs> not only that, but at the time, like, I think I was wearing, like, platform boots and, like, eyeliner and shit like that. So then we're in the, we're in the middle of, like, 
nowhere. I, I looked like Tommy Lee from Show to the Devil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we were. Yeah, we were just like a, like a yeah glam punk band basically. And all of a sudden, like like uh oh, we're gonna freeze to death. Like we need to. Like we can't like wait through the morning. We have to like get out on the highway and like try to like flag down a car in like bumfuck Alberta, where well, at least you're... God God knows who who's gonna pull over. Well, at least you're easier to see because you're high up on those platforms, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I looked I looked I looked pretty. Um, anyway, miraculously, a car of wasted people yeah stopped for us. Had a cell phone. Keep in mind, this is two thousand three, probably two thousand four. Any um. And they did call a tow truck for us, and we did get out alive. <laughs> and I just, I just, the mind reels of like what could have happened that night, but, like just like freezing to death or getting like the ever living shit beaten out of us. What did the tow truck driver think of you two? Probably not much. I don't know. Well, it, <laughs> it, don't. isn't it right that also the, the truck that stopped was like some shit kicking kind of yeah. guys and there just happened to be like a nice girl nice girl in the car mm. yeah the girl was probably like oh stop for these dudes because <laughs> yeah oh yeah because yeah i had like a flowing mane of blonde hair and yeah jay's hair was curly and down to like his tits you know so yeah <laughs> that, that's just to give you an idea at of, least of your the... long hair would have protected both your ears a little bit <laughs> sure well yeah that's that's a good point yeah <laughs> that's a really good point chris <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did like go like digging in the back of my car and finding just like anything to put on like, like just a, scarves. A, a shirt, you know, like just just anything to like make a layer, you know. Were we getting like I don't remember like getting upset and everything about it, were we? Well, I I have a vivid memory of like just seeing like the like my foot on the gas and like the car just slowly dying and me just mm-hmm. saying to you Hey, my car's dying right now, and you're just like, no, no, it's not. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and yeah, because Rocky Mountain House is what, like three hours north of Edmonton. There's well, I was living in Red Deer yeah. at the time, so but I'm just trying to put it into my yeah. mind. But so it's like it's probably yeah, it's like, like four or five hours away from Red Deer. What? <laughs> Isn't it? No, 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 no. no sorry, no, no. Rocky is like an hour away from Red okay Deer, from Red Deer where we needed to go. Okay. So. I like that. What? You idiot. <laughs> are you are nuts? You thinking? I... <laughs> Guess what? My I've never had to break down and almost freeze to death. <laughs> you know what? You know why? I don't believe you on that. I, bring, <laughs> I don't believe you. I bring a winter jacket. You know why? Because we live in fucking Canada. Listen. Oh, to be so young again. Oh, hey, Mr. Mr. I'm so fucking cool. Weren't you just saying before the show you just smashed your new car? Yeah. Yeah. So... What? But he was wearing a jacket. What? Fine. What does that have to do with I'm anything? Just saying you're not perfect. <laughs> when? <laughs> Where? When have I ever given the impression? I don't know. That I, I just feel. I just feel like I'm getting like a lot from every side right now, and I, I you know, I just have to like stand my ground. All right. This is bullshit. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I guess whatever memories like pop up to mind, it doesn't have to be a band related. I mean, there's there's so numerous of all the why don't all the shenanigans we've gotten into. There's there's a lot of memories in your cars, but I don't know if any of them should be broadcast. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told the milk story on here, right? Yes. Yeah, did, did you? Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> 
Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I think you're both. I think you're both to blame in that story. I didn't do anything wrong. No, uh, you could have looked in your car for thirty seconds and found that rotting milk. This is fair. This is fair. Fine. So, and and what happened? I picked up milk that was. Like I guess a semi truck had crashed on the highway, yeah. and there was just milk strewn all over the all over the highway. And you took it upon yourself to grab as much of it as you could and throw it at my back seat. Free milk, <laughs> exactly. But some of it was clearly and this, like, and this was like, punctured. Yeah, but... and, th- and this was like right on the verge of it like turning to winter at the time. Um, mm. This would have been very close to when the car broke down, actually. Because same car. <laughs> it's probably like a month later. <laughs> Anyway, we survived. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why don't we do a, a quick shift and yes, talk about Kiss? Talk about Kiss because we actually we we do have a lot to talk about when it comes to Kiss. Jay, what are your experiences with Kiss? Give me give us your whole history, if you would. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll start at the beginning. I grew up in a rock and roll household. Is that fair to say, That's, Scott? That couldn't be more true. Um. When I was a kid, I don't know who I loved more, Ozzy or Kiss. It would it would be a pretty fair split. Yeah. Um, but absolutely loved Kiss. Grew up with them. Um, Gene and Ace were my heroes. Um, not Paul or Peter, notably. <laughs> no. Definitely no, not Paul, right? <laughs> definitely not Paul. Yeah. Paul was always easily the least favorite. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I grew up watching Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Mm-hmm. Um, still love it. I mean, it holds up, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, great! Check yeah. check out As... that. Check out our Phantom <laughs> of the Park. <laughs> Star Child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so was it was it like all Kiss growing up? There wasn't like eras that like that you were drawn more towards, or was it just the whole? Okay, so it it was. Absolutely, seventies kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, comic book type of kiss. Eighties kiss never really appealed to me, but by when Revenge came out, mm. you remember that one? Yes, Chris? I do. Very first episode, <laughs> um, which we're gonna have to talk about in a bit. Go ahead. I was what was I five or something at the time? When did Revenge come out? Ninety two, I think. Sure, yeah, about so, that. Yeah, so five yeah. or six. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as we've established, you're older than me. <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, he asked me, how old are you again? We're seven months apart. <laughs> but there's a portion of the year where he's a year older than this me. Is in this is true. I am 33 mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. You are 32. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Yes. Okay. Um, so I was already into Kiss and aware mm-hmm. of Kiss in a big way prior to Revenge coming out. So when Revenge came out and like Kiss is back with a bang, I was actively stoked on it at the time yes i remember like getting hit parader and up till that point if i wanted to dress up at kiss at home which happened it would be like mm-hmm. kiss makeup jean makeup ace makeup mm-hmm. or whatever but i remember when revenge came coming out putting on like a gene simmons goatee makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. that's so awesome and putting on like little like bracelets and stuff that was more akin with their like you know skid row image or whatever and just like i don't know what a child would do with that but like in the mirror just like 
Yeah. This is the <laughs> this is the modern demon for the nineties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh I had a hip raider with, with Paul, like with like a long leather trench coat with a toothpick in his mouth. Of course, you know, of like course. really meaning fucking business, right? Oh, so. duh. kicking down doors, taking um, no shit. In one of the houses we lived in, we had a dedicated kiss club. Me and my brother founded it, I suppose. Um, it was in a little storage space underneath our staircase, where inside we had a tape deck, and nothing but kiss was allowed to be played. Kiss pictures, tapes, whatever, all over the walls, like wallpaper. And, you know, I'd bring, if I had friends over, they could enter the Kiss Club. Um, you know, it's adorable. It's going way, way back. Uh, yeah, that's, but oh, that's good. That, 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 that gives part of the history of Kiss. So I grew up knowing Gene and Paul, mm-hmm. which I think was the foundation for then ironically loving yes. them or truly hating them nowadays right yes so i guess that's a that's a good way to give everyone a a good perspective on you know why you're so damaged what what (laughs) what you've done to me what i've done to chris you know will the circle be unbroken um yeah and the question really has to be asked is like where was child protective services (laughs) (laughs) what about what is it a kiss club no we've got to get these kids out of here Something is majorly wrong. Um, well, yeah, when, when when like your children are downstairs and like you just hear keep on hearing like Christine sixteen blaring with like four yeah. year old children. Well, yeah, but know. we've talked about it before. Like if you're younger than sixteen, Christine sixteen sounds awesome. You know, yeah. It's once you know that it was he's done... like thirty five years old talking <laughs> talking but, about yeah. hanging outside of your school. However. Does it send the right message at any point? No. No, I'm just saying you could be forgiven for being a child and, like, thinking that sounds awesome. For sure, yeah. Yeah. But it's still not good from an educational point of view. No, I wouldn't say so. No, No, it kind of normalizes the 16 and uh, 83-year-old, like, relationship dynamics. How is it? Eighty-three, he says he is. I'm ninety. Ninety. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. You're sixty. Oh, like from from, from going Hata. going blind. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which strangely enough, I've like given a pass to. That's like one of my favorite Kiss songs. It is. I. It's genuinely. Yeah. I, genuinely, I really like that song. Yeah. See, look, uh, we're all palling around, just just dropping Kiss from j- all over the just place. Just a bunch here. of normal guys <laughs> on a Saturday evening talking about Kiss. <laughs> and okay, so, um. I, I want to get into um, the madness that's really been going on over the last few years. I think a good way to, to do that, to explain that, would be to play a song that um, I really fucked up by not playing in the first episode mm. um, of Revenge, and it always bugged me. Uh, this is Heart of Chrome. Jay, what do we have to say about this one? Um, this is... Revenge era Paul at his wildest. He's unhinged. He's out of control. He's fey. He's scratchy. He's bitchy. He's the bitch right here. But he's. But make no mistake. Don't. Don't screw. Don't. Don't you screw with me, honey. <laughs> right. He's just. He's pointing yeah. to the camera right now. Listen up, you fucking bitch. <laughs> You're about to get a lesson from the star child here. Exactly. 
class is in session, okay? And I'm the, I'm the school teacher. Exactly, the way he's just like moaning and panting and just like... But it's so like just dark and like dripping with atmosphere. Like, like this song is pretty sexy too. Like it's... Yeah. <laughs> I want to get through the first chorus so we can get into the, the kick down the doors oh, part. I, so the, the beginning of the second verse, I'm in love with. Yeah, yeah this is big. This is why I felt so dumb missing it. Yeah! And then Kulik starts coming in exactly. to just emphasize the passion. Like you just know, they are here. They kick ass more than ever. Um... This lyric here. <laughs> That's <crazy>. whatever. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> Sexy conversations. I, w- I will say, in when it comes to like kiss lyrics, that's a surprisingly creative, like well written lyric. It's not a cliche. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think they wrote that before the session. Yeah. So that was something that I just I needed to to, to address that 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 was a huge gap you that, could that, say, that, that you, I left out. You could almost say that we started off completely failing at our podcast. <laughs> you, you might be able to say that. <laughs> I certainly felt that way. Um, now, so that so, sorry, so, so so that happened. This let's say new era of ironic kiss shit. Yes. Um, that was what five years ago? No, it was more than that. Was it? Well, Ooh, okay. When, when longer you f- than we care to admit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you could say <laughs> that. No, my my first. Well, it wasn't Revenge Mania yet, but I remember when I helped you move. Yeah. Right before I moved to Vancouver. Yeah. That was 2011. That was when I first became Ooh. aware of Revenge. Yeah. I yeah. Thought that was five years ago. Yeah. Um, so so then but then I remember coming back and just um working with you for a little bit. Yeah. It was when you were. Um, doing uh, Millennium, yeah, um, and working at night with you, and this was back when it was still like the wheel iPods yes. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And your and your iPod, all it had on it was shitty Kiss, not even classic Kiss. And I just kept and and, and it was all we had to listen to at night. Right. And I was just like. And I started doing that like even but, while you lived in Vancouver by yourself. And I and I, so this is the beginning of it. This truly is the beginning of okay. it, where I'm just like looking at this and I'm just like, can't you? Can't we even just be like listening to like Good Kiss? I know Good Kiss exists. Why are these these '80s and '90s albums on here? And sure enough, that we, right back then, that was that was the beginning of it. So where I just kind of gave you the indication, no, if we're hanging out, it's I'm yeah. playing shitty Kiss. I'm for playing you. shitty Kiss. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So then, yeah, it's but then it's really about five years ago, four or five years ago. That's when the craziness started when Revenge was getting played on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Several times a day. Several times a day, every day, no respite. (laughs) Just discovering new things every time. Yes. Oh, totally. Like, dude, I don't know how many times we've listened to that fucking album. (laughs) I feel like there's new insight into it every single time. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, because you're losing your mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know. Where, where it, like, it gets to the point where the smallest little nuance, you know, a, a, a little vocal flourish yeah. 
becomes like a couple days worth of discussion a for discussion. us. <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's not even, he's not exaggerating. Like, think like while the city sleeps uh-huh. off animal lives. Yeah, sure. Like, um. You know how enamored I was with what Gene does in the second verse. I wish I had the time code. <laughs> I'll try. I wish I this moment I could splice in what we said about it in this song in the episode. I think I missed the second verse, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you you guys said yeah, it sucked. But you does. That yeah. that's it. The, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, no, 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 it's not. An it's... iPhone, hey! yes, right. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I remember that... Did that, that that was like a discovery one night. Like, hey, have you ever noticed in the second verse of this, Gene does this? I was like, yeah, at least got to give him credit for like creating some points of interest there. And you were like, fuck, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> that's generous. That's yeah. It really seemed like I don't know. This is like a band aid at best, like for like your shoddy songwriting, you know. But it's t- and to but this, you will admit <laughs> to this day, I love that part. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Let me say that. You know what? Speak your truth. <laughs> <laughs> this is your moment, Bay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, yeah. So between yeah, so Animal Eyes had its own period. Crazy Nights had its own period. That was the most recent one. And the album we're going to be discussing today at length, the other one on the Mount Rushmore on albums that were used to literally torture me. (laughs) Music from the Elder. Um, What do you think, guys? Should we take a break and come back and and talk about this this piece of work? I think think that this piece of art, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Okay. So why don't why don't we do that? We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Louder! You want some more? Ready? Zeddy. And we're back. Yeehaw! On the air. Junior Birdman. Miss me. How's it going, everyone? We're uh <laughs> what? <laughs> We're uh, we're doing the show again. Uh, you know, to you that might have felt like just like a few seconds, but to us it had to have been like upwards of ten minutes. I don't know. No, it's little fun. little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, not to get all Hollywood on you show guys, business. But... Yeah, exactly. There's no business like it. And speaking of show business, <laughs> we're here to talk about music from the elder. Now I mentioned it earlier, but this is this album isn't just called the elder. Mm-hmm. No, this is called. Music from the Elder. And that is a really important distinction. Because somehow these jabronis, these morons, thought that, this, <laughs> that, that whatever is going on on this album, this album was going to be made into a movie. I think I saw in the book that um, Gene mentioned maybe a musical or something, too. Well, I would hope it would be a musical. Yeah. I mean, it would have uh, to cer- be certainly a fantasy, uh, a musical fantasy, huh? Mm-hmm. And just think of the fanfare. <laughs> yes, the very first track here. It takes a little while to get going, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, we really want to like set the mood. Well, they want to they want to build some. They really want you to make you feel like you're at a Renaissance fair. I think 
you know, or uh, something something epic is about to occur. Is this a good time for me to mention that I really, really like this album? Whoa! <laughs> Chris, Chris, you can't do this to I'm me all, anymore. I, I love this. I love it. <laughs> so, so it's just, but it's just, a, but a bombshell after bombshell with you. Yeah, I le- legitimately like. I kind of lose steam near the end. We're gonna go through it all, but I am 100% on board with this. This is as an objective piece of music or as a Kiss album. Uh, I think more just as an objective piece of music. Yeah. Um, it's like, as in regards to it being a Kiss album, it's like batshit crazy. It's right. crazy. Well, yeah, it makes no goddamn sense. But like, that's the first song. That that yeah, was the whole song. Yeah, and I guess if, if you don't know that's Kiss, that's just the beginning of a musical, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, just a boy Odyssey. Like that stuff is. If it wasn't Kiss, but it is. But it is Kiss. <laughs> so what's going on in this song, Just a Boy? This is how... Okay, and you know what? We'll get to you, Chris, okay. and everything. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that. that's, a, that's a bombshell you just dropped. And I'm, <laughs> my mind is absolutely... It tatters right now. But to, okay, so to open a Kiss album with this, this is pretty wild. The first time I played this for you, we were, our jaws were on the floor. I mean, technically, Paul's voice is good. I mean, it's insane, the falsetto that he's singing here. The production is great. I really didn't see this going this way. <laughs> I... Uh, okay, but, but... Like, I think of this pretentious... Shit. Even even if the, the quality is yeah. that that's debatable, but but think about Paul Stanley, three short years later, animalized live concert. The way he's like talking about those huge tits and shit like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. that same man made this. Is that okay? Uh, I don't know if I should be the arbiter of what's okay or not. I love it. You love it. I love that. I love that. This is the same man who did that. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> okay, and like I've I've been trying to, come, like I've been trying to come like, to come up with reasons uh-huh. why I really like this album. Yeah, uh, I think it's also because I'm like fantasy is like a really big interest of, of mine. Course. I've always I... been like like I've always been super into to fantasy novels. I forgot and about your RPG Dungeons and Dragons shit and everything and like that. Yeah, all that and. Like it just it hit me in the right spot. Like that we'll get to it later in the okay. album. There's songs on it that yeah. are not big, but like yeah. just so, a boy. There's for some reason the falsetto. I love that falsetto. That okay. part of it. Like okay. it's it's just I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I've had too. I guess I've had too many like laughing fits about it before. Where for me to be that's I. That's well, why I'm just go- gobsmacked right now. Well, I. <laughs> I told you the guys' story before we started recording, but this morning I had a couple oh, of friends yeah. over at my house, and I was cleaning, and I wanted to listen to the album again before we recorded, so I just put it super loud on a Bluetooth speaker in my kitchen, and they both came upstairs, like, while Just a Boy was playing, and they were both just like, what is this? I was like, this is a Kiss album. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, both of them said they would never in a million years have guessed it was Kiss. Yeah, And, well, not, and both of them said that they didn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, a bunch of, uh, but, bunch of theater but, people. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> and also maybe they yeah. were just like, oh, you poor – yeah, no, no, this isn't that bad. Do you think there might have been a, a little bit of a pat on the head kind of oh, thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a feeling anybody – in my life, I talk to about this podcast has that reaction of, oh, that's oh, really it's good. Not, it's a whole podcast now, huh? <laughs> Thanks for dragging me into this. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I did drag you into it first. But so. I will I will also say that was also the reaction of yeah. the other podcast that I had, too, when I would right, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. just the reaction people give when you talk about when you're a white Having dude a talking podcast. about your podcast. You're right. It is pretty lame. Uh, let's continue down our odyssey. Um. More and more puns. That's. I'll do it for every single song. Good, good. And only you will know <laughs> when you're under the rose. Anyway, I don't want to cast this uh, show under a dark light because we just cannot have a world without heroes. Because I have taken the oath, Mr. Blackwell, to escape from this island. I, I will not <laughs> accept that. Yeah, like this. I'm Okay. Okay. This. Do you like you're like him with Paul's laying out here? <laughs> like as if he's uh, Well, he's got a ma- like this is a major like this is like straight up just like I'm going to do Bowie. Bowie. Interesting like, because I was thinking more like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did play the Phantom. I know. And that's why, like, that that actually makes some sense. And I was trying to think, like, if this wasn't Kiss, would, is this, a, could this be a great remember, piece of musical the theater? And remember, it's not Kiss. No, uh, Tony Powers. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually another guy that originally sings this. So their original or, concept album has a cover song on it. They or, just thought that this fit in with the album, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he co-wrote the song. Okay. But he he recorded it, I think, later. Is, was is that it later? I, okay, I, I don't remember. I was just reading today, and I, I, what I thought I read was that there, the other version kind of before Oh, this. okay. Yeah. I think that video we watched was after. Probably. Was a video probably. By this other guy. Oh, wow. Not, yeah. not Kiss-related. And it's just like him like walking down the street, yeah. right? And, yeah. It's way less big. It's not as grandiose. So yeah. that's... That's Stanley. We didn't have the benefit of actually having a symphony orchestra and Bob Ezrin producing it for him. Producing it in between rails of cocaine. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So, well, we've mentioned Bob Ezrin on the show before. Of course, he was um, responsible for uh, the production on uh, Destroyer, which we've not gotten to mm-hmm. yet. But um, mm. yeah, been, I've been trying to leave the good albums. <laughs> Just leave some. I didn't yeah. realize that I had one sitting here for 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 this guy, but <laughs> I think I have a book I can sell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Bob Ezrin um, at the time is doing so much cocaine as this album is being recorded that no one, including the record company, is able to see it. I think only Gene and Paul, yeah. but not even Ace. And certainly not Eric Carr. Well, and there's this being Eric Carr's first album. Yeah, and I, I read a lot that like Ace had a lot of problems because he didn't like the direction this yeah. came in. Like he wanted to do another rock, like hard rock. Album. He was he was getting his like solos cut off and stuff like that, and they they were just tinkering with everything constantly. And even Kiss in general had publicly committed, I think, to some degree that they were going to come back after Unmasked or whatever with a, with a, with a heavy album with again. a heavy you know back to roots kind of thing and then 
Gene had his this great concept, which he could, which had to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'll, maybe I'll wait until we've talked about every song to see what the what the concept of this album is. <laughs> well, yeah, because we can like we can go through each song and it lays yeah, it out perfectly. just just so that just so we're crystal clear. Yeah, on what so it is. like so far we are uh, we're three songs deep, three songs in, yeah. and it's very clear what the concept is. Exactly. It's okay. Very clear. It, it's so compelling that it had to get made. That's for sure. It was like it was willed into existence. This is only you. <laughs> Now, I, I admit, you will admit, <laughs> one of the, Gene sounds great here, one of the uh, ongoing tropes. Don't with, just uh, get it out of the way like that, you <laughs> fuck. Okay, this is one of the best Gene has ever sounded. Yeah, he does sound, he does sound great. Yeah. It's just, it's an ongoing trope between James and I, where... He'll find some horrible thing that Gene Simmons has done and be like, you will admit, Gene sounds great here. It's just like, I don't have to admit anything. <laughs> the amount of times I've been like just dragged down, kicking and screaming, like <laughs> being asked to admit how good Gene Simmons is. Well, how- like, like you admit he's better than Trump. That was a classic video one. for Domino. You admit he makes that cheeseburger look pretty tasty. Yeah, that's cool. I think there, maybe I've even tricked you in it, on occasion into switching lives, agreeing to switch lives with Gene, or or was it always no on Gene? That, no, nah, that's a no on Gene. I, I do enjoy them when we have like a friendship that's based on tricking each other. <laughs> I um, hate this. this yeah, this, this is when this song really takes a bad turn. Yeah, but when it goes back into the second verse, that's magic. Magic. <laughs> but they the hyperbole on this show sometimes is just nuts. I love it. It's magic. <laughs> okay, but yeah, listen. Okay, yeah, here Paul sounds like just shit, and the production is horrible. Oh, right. Yeah, that is that is. I don't know if I'd say magic. I'd... <laughs> <laughs> that is magic um and that was a wicked lester song first huh oh right yes 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 okay yeah so that makes sense that it wouldn't be so horrible yeah uh so what what's your feeling on it though i know i cut I, you I, off I, I said i do think gene sounds great and i think the the bridge with paul is terrible totally then that's mm-hmm. that's my feeling on it and the the production like 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 that the uh the effect that's on Paul's voice it is com- it completely it, it, it torpedoes the whole thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. So as the elder lover, Oh uh, no, th- this song I don't I don't really like. I like that the yeah. the kick back in, and I agree yeah. that Gene sounds good in it. Sure, but but it's a it's just kind of a like yeah. a bland. But if we want to yeah, if we want to get into it. like, I think what is by far the best song on the album. Um, that would be under the rose. Oh yes, and we are introduced. <laughs> we're introduced to the bad guys of our story. Wow! You, you, wait, are we? Aren't we? I think you're. I think you're no, mistaken, I, my I, friend. Th- these. This is the voice of the elders, or the yeah, council of the elders. The council of the elders. To... See, I don't have any fucking idea what's happening. <laughs> no, no, no. The, yeah, the, the bad guys. That's that's Mr. Blackwell. Yeah. Who, by oh. the way, is a Washington D.C. power broker. I know. I read. I read that today too, and my I had never known that. My my my, my jaw was on the floor. And Blackwell, that's one of the ones that Lou Reed co-wrote. Is one of the yeah. co-writers on. 
but I never knew that either, man. <laughs> so this is taking place in this like mystical land, you know, <laughs> like before before time, but there were still the elders. Yeah, it's you know, it's it, it's a reflection of today's society at the same time. So, oh, so it, it has so re- relevant subtext. It's holding yeah. up like a black mirror. Yeah. 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 A, a, reason, oh, a reason why I really like this song is because this fits <laughs> so much more with what the concept of the album is. Like, yeah. I feel like there's the yeah. epicness yeah. to this and like a grandiose nature to it that like, that if the, the album was more of this, I would like it even more. Yeah, it, it feels like a missed opportunity to have not just gone in this direction the whole way. Yeah, in, in, yeah, like you know, like, yeah, yeah I, I can take this. Yeah, this this is also the one that reminds me most of the wall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, where you can actually see like the mad genius of Bob Ezrin and his yeah. production like actually coming through. Yeah. Although on the other hand, again with it being Kiss, it's fucking absurd. <laughs> And well, because coming up in the into the second chorus here, do you understand? Yes, yes. Like it's it's the funniest lyric because it's just like, no, I don't understand. <laughs> and it's it's like this mystical understanding, like the way like like in magic, like with like Aleister Crowley will talk about like knowledge. Yeah, you just, know, like. This part slaps, man. I fucking love it. It's a wild scene, man. Should be wearing monk robes and just. Yeah, I think that's what it's trying to evoke, and it and it actually does, but it just doesn't make good on the promise of it, before or after. Um, and don't forget that. Yes, uh, coming in the 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 third chorus. The the third chorus, yeah. That's that's a must mention. Yeah, I don't have the timestamp for it, but yes, instead of it going under the rose, it goes under the rose. And James and really likes that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, See, he's a natural. And I do love that we go from <laughs> we go from yeah we go from the biggest this to we take a brief pit stop to see what Ace is up <laughs> to. to. Ace just, town, yeah. How about the biggest like tossed off like who gives a shit like like he's he's barely singing, you know, he's barely even talking. Yeah, it, I'm. Uh, the I, the chorus of this song I don't really like, but there's there's something about like the verses that I do, I I do dig on. Well, okay, so so this is one of the songs that Lou Reed is a co-writer on, and I think that's really obvious, because this sounds like a Lou Reed song. The way Ace is singing sounds like Lou Reed. Yeah. Like I I really like this riff. Like this could be on. Uh, rock and roll animal and or this is the most um, on the album this one is just kind of sounds like a kiss song too yeah I, I think, think this riff is Anton Figs it is yeah and there's just something weird about like they make some weird choices like um, like in the melody that are just like these weird goes into like minor chords and it's just kind of strange that I like I don't know how like pleasing to the ear it is but it's like like this i don't but even this part like it's so unusual it's it's kind of a big anthem chorus but then like still really lazy so it's 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 almost like slackerish or something yeah you know like like and and then it settles on that like the nothing to lose it's just such a weird like it doesn't it doesn't like finish off in a very satisfying place it just kind of just 
almost just, yeah. I, I, almost no, no resolution yeah, there almost punkish again with Lou's Lou's influence coming through mm-hmm. I don't know but, but again, again it, it makes no sense <laughs> well yeah and, and again coming straight off of under the rose it's just like what you, but you what's know going I'm, on here I'm always I'm always happy to hear a little Ace it, this is true that's the only song that Ace does sing on it for good reason apparently <laughs> it it kind of captures Ace's whole thing with the band though especially like how like like, uninterested and lazy but also the most real do you think he was upset about the concept because it was a fantasy concept and he wanted them to go to space i mean it wouldn't surprise me if he had some sort of thing like that but for real it's just it's his guitar you know (laughs) that that him just constantly getting like his legs chopped out from under him Mm -hmm. like well and it also because uh because this is the first album after peter left Yes. So, and then when uh, Eric Carr came in, he didn't have a vote because he was not a member. He was an employee, which I love always reading them referring to their new band members and employees. What a, what a, what a brotherhood. So, so, then Gene and, <laughs> so then Gene and Paul would just outvote him on everything. Exactly. And that's that sucks. Like, just knowing that concept sucks. Yeah. And it's not surprising. Like, Ace is on Creatures, right? Or is he? Is it Vinnie Vincent? I, no, it's just Vinnie Vincent, isn't it? Isn't he on like one of the covers though, or no? He is on one of the covers, but I think there's also a cover with, with Vinnie Vincent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. If only we knew our facts. Uh, <laughs> let's continue on. Um, the next one is uh, the only uh, single that was released in the states. There was there was another single that was released uh, overseas called The Oath, which we'll be getting to next. But for now got a world without heroes now chris you and i know this one from uh unplugged yes which they played what a i don't know well i, I don't know this I don't, is the I one don't love he, it at all is no, this the one no, that he screwed no. up on the unplugged that they kept in no no they screwed was... up uh domino right yeah and then they yeah. started again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this, this is very much not domino <laughs> yeah no i mean and, and they say how like Gene, like first Paul co-wrote it, and and Gene wanted to take it because he loved the melody. And I'm like, you love this fucking piece of shit, like, what, you know. And and interestingly enough, this is this is another one of the songs that has a Lou Reed right. writing credit on it. Like, baffling. But like, yeah, it was, it was like a minor hit. I forget. I didn't even write down what number it went to. I think it was like. I don't know, bar- barely charted. I think for Gene's songs, only you and Under the Rose uh, eclipses. I would say easily. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it, to be honest. It's just kind of a boring... It, yeah. It's also, boring. like, it's just kind of funny hearing Gene do, like, a kind of breathy ballad. Yeah. In a world without heroes. <laughs> it would definitely seems like it would be played on, like, AM Gold or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, if it's going to get any yeah. airplay. Yeah. Like, this could fit in on an Eagles album. Like, it's... Yeah. So where does it fit in with the story? Yeah, let's uh, check in on well, that. Well, this in our in our in our hero's journey, this is where he's lost faith in himself, where he doesn't think he can complete what he needs to get done. Mm. Yeah. And he doesn't know if he's a hero. Yeah, but yeah, but but he's starting to get the inspiration like a world must have heroes uh-huh. even if he isn't prepared. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Clear well. clear as mud. <laughs> How do you like that? I mean, hey, I'm being proven. I'm being proven. Uh, <laughs> this is the oath. Now, I actually forgot about this one um, when I was when I was really listening to it recently because there's actually parts of this when it starts. This almost sounds like it could be on Dynasty or something, like kind of like up tempo. 
and the it, it's a cool riff. But I don't know. I think Paul's Paul the Paul shit is kind of like sucks like only you or something. Yeah, like not as bad, but yeah, yeah. Especially when the when the when the chorus comes in. Um, I don't know the, the falsetto parts. That that's when it, the song really loses me. Yeah. Because at first with this, I'm like, oh, I forgot there's actually like two rock songs on this. Right. Album. Yeah. 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 It's a good title. Apparently, um, on some pressings overseas, this is what actually opens the album because they wanted to show, oh hey, still a rock band, yeah. you know, not take you off into mystical fairyland. I just the the, the is whatever the reverb effect that they're putting on his voice yeah, in this whole song just yeah, it, it makes it, it really, kind of muddy. It really yeah, it's, that, it, totally. it spoils it big time. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, and and is that one uh, part? Where's that on the story? He's. I guess he must you, take an oath. You're asking me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I never claim to be trying to figure this out. <laughs> I think. I think this is. Cause I have in, the answer to all. In this. like your story structure, <laughs> you're like your hero has to like give up at some point. He's like, I can't do this, and so he's had his come to Jesus moment or whatever, and he's like, No, I'm going to do it. He's taking the oath, and going to de- yes. de- defeat the yes. evil. Yes, the song broker. is called the oath. <laughs> Very insightful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was that was very enlightening. I'm, I'm glad we got that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that song, the oath. Do you want me? Do oath? you want me to get into it a little more? So so an oath <laughs> is basically like a promise, but it, it means more than a promise. Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> an oath as something that you best way keep. to start out a speech. Yeah. When you swear it to someone, work it all out on the air. Yeah. They're definitely getting a lot worked out right here. Can you believe there's only two albums left on this? Two, two two songs left on this album. Oh no, there's three. Three? Yeah. So if this. Oh was, right, we, sorry. If I we, keep if we seeing, include the instrumental. I keep seeing. Oh, forgetting. About I keep I. seeing I, and it's just I, and I just do not notice it. Is, it. That is a ridiculous. Uh, in the age, of, like, if that song were to come out, like in the Google age, you'd never be able to find it. <laughs> like, this is the song I by X. Uh, <laughs> Um, let's keep the madness going. Um, and this is definitely might be peak madness on the album. I'm talking, of course, yes. about Mr. Blackwell. Totally. Well, when you run what into in your bad guy. What the hell is going on here? I remember, again, playing this for you the first time. And yeah, you were the, the what the fuck factor was just like. It had gone off the charts. Like off the off the rails. It, 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 it still does anytime I really pay attention to it. Yeah. But aren't you getting a little scared? It's a little little I never said I was more than I Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was trying to think of what what could you say good about this song today? Uh, uh well we finally discovered what song Gene probably plays while he's having sex every time. <laughs> You're also weak. This, it's, that, that's his rhythm, yeah. Call me Mr. Blackwell. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But truly, and, and, and I like, we need to like really hammer this down. Like the DC thing, the Washington DC <laughs> like political insider. I just it's baffling. This is, and we 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 always go back, or at least I usually go back to this. This song on this album, it seems like the most just rushed writing especially that I know <laughs> like, really what sort of melody is that I will say it's a completely singular melody in relation to the music of the song 
like, do you want to give them some credit? Because what is this music? Like, is this new wave in some way? You know what? Like, this kind of... Kind of like... Did I mention to you before? This one kind of reminds me of the Alice Cooper Flush the Fashion album. Yes, you did. And that's that's actually a really good call. Yeah, and that's the same exact era, too. Because yeah. Flush the Fashion is 80, right? Or 82? I, I forget. It says it right, right on the album cover. On the cover. album cover, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way Kiss is going to be... Borrowing things from other from Alice Cooper, never. No, <laughs> from no way. T- borrowing. <laughs> <laughs> never. They've only ever done. They've stuck to <laughs> what they do. They do it all the way. You're right. Their music doesn't shift wildly from one year to the next, <laughs> oh, from album not. to album. Of course, going not. from Unmasked to this to Creatures of the Night, 1980 to 1982. That's what we go to. That's not weird at all. Yeah, when Paul's telling that story about the the nurse with the biggest fucking tits and his Levi's 501s, that's like in between uh, I Want You and Under the Rose, I think, live. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, Mr. Blackwell, wow, 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 wow. Um, One of the real throwaways, I mean, it's cool, I guess. This is just like a instrumental escape from the island. Well, this is when our hero escaped from the island dazzling insight um it seems like filler very tacked on and trying to like oh we're a rock band actually yeah still you know yeah you it's, know. it's not even all that like engaged. there's nothing it's there's nothing just, it, does, it goes nowhere it's just it's more it's more like i felt good for ace and eric to just have yeah that, yeah like, I agree. like on the album yeah. so with all this craziness like say when when you consider that apparently Gene and Bob Ezrin are the like chief architects of the album, mm-hmm. like you think like Gene is behind this whole thing as an artist, or is it like when like the red light goes off, it's like you know like Ezrin, this shit better work kind of. I think that's absolutely one hundred percent what it is. I think mm-hmm. he saw the dollar signs of the wall, the success of the movie, and and the album, and said, "I want that. Get me Bob Ezrin." Like, I absolutely think it. That's why, like, reading in the book, it, it, um, the way that they were talking at the time, like, like leading up, um, like, in the press, was saying that it was going to probably be, like, a two to three album cycle. So, yes. So why isn't the album even a double album? If, if, you, if this, there's this grandiose, like, thing that you just need to get out, this album is 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. By the way, tough 43 minutes to get through. <laughs> um, if, if, yeah, if there's that much inspiration... That, you know, it's just like bursting at this new creative yeah. moment for the band. Like, we're you finally going to be taken seriously. If you're going to distill it down to one album, you think that entire album would be fucking great. Like, like yeah. all, all killer. Like, and not like this, this tacked on instrumental song. Again, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just, eh. Yeah, it's, you know? it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're winding down on the record. We've only got, you know, one more song. It happens to be like in terms of a kiss song, it's the closest to just a normal kiss song. Um, it's good. Uh, this is I. Yeah. Gene sounds fantastic in this song. You know, it does make you wonder, like, would the rest of the record have been like this if they wouldn't have like just gotten like lost in the weeds and like go do it like if, if anything this sounds to me what they were talking about we're going to get back to making a normal kiss album i don't know yeah because do you like this better than unmasked this song yeah uh no there's at least one song i like better on unmasked but 
this would make my my best of Kiss playlist. So that's something. Yeah, it was like it was. Def- this song is definitely just like a Kiss, uh, like palate cleanser at the end of. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what did I listen to? Oh right, it's it, it's Kiss. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they did play this live, and it's it is on. Uh, I think it's I think it's a single. It got released as a 45, at least. Uh, I, saw, I think I saw a Dutch cover of it or something. When I was a kid, I, I forget what tape it was on. Maybe like the Kiss My Ass home video tape or something that I used to watch yeah. frequently. Um, there's the performance where Ace didn't show up, and right, so there are there are three pieces. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. are three pieces, and I loved it when I was a kid. And like when th- there's the moment where Gene says something like, "Don't need to get wasted. It only holds me down." Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I was like, "Yes, yes, Gene, us true rockers, <laughs> you know, who are p- pure of heart, and you know, we we don't need that crap in our lives." Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Gene can can be a good role model. We could say he's a straight edge hero. Yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, hero, full stop. <laughs> Why well, qualify hero? We exactly, could just say... yeah, yeah. So um, there is, um, at, at the end of that song, there is um, a spoken word um, passage where, um, I don't know if I want to give it away yet, um, <laughs> but, um, and you know, basically it's just saying that like, okay, the boy has... Uh, you know, he's ready to go out on his journey and go uh, achieve whatever the hell it is, whatever <laughs> vague mission that we've uh, that he's meant to go on. Now, it is important. I think this is really important. Um, there was a there apparently is a bunch of dialogue that was recorded for being in between the songs that was cut out to help give the song to tell the story. Where is that dialogue? It's cut out. It's only at the end of the album. It's got to be somewhere, though. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, for the elder purists, if they could, like, you know, get their get their hands on. Okay, it. real. I, I wonder if a bootleg exists. Real right talk, Gene. I know you're listening. We need to get that dialogue. I want it. And also, Gene, come on the show. Yeah, we can talk about how I'm gonna I'm gonna make this movie happen. Yeah. We're gonna do it. I I, I think Paul, you got to talk to Paul because if you convince him that like like this is something special, you know, like you know, you the, know the, Gene, the fans are worth it. Give it, give it to the fans. You know, they. They've been begging for it all these years, you know, and we just feel like... Gene, I'm going to stop painting for a couple days and we can really get this going. That was music from The Elder. (laughs) (laughs) That is a wild ride. Um, I guess before we put too fine of a point on it, Chris, uh, give me the entire synopsis of of what just happened. The entire synopsis of music from The Elder or The Elder itself? Yeah. Let's see if it's anything close to what what okay. what, what I what I have here because okay. I have I have the exact plot as <laughs> as as written on Wikipedia. I, I want to see but like, how about you, how you can do in this. You got you have the, the song titles. I'm, uh, I might well, I, I worry about having the song titles. Okay, so just, I worry. just I'm just going just, to list just, the just, song. Just, just listen to your heart. Okay, Jay, feel free to jump in if you need to. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is like hold into context that 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 I I made a statement about the plot and was completely wrong already. All right, so. <laughs> There's these elders, right? <laughs> That's a great way to they're, start. They're okay. They're this fantasy world. Um, the the elders are like these educated, uh, 
celestial type being. I I have no fucking idea. Where man. were they educated? Uh, uh, like Ivy League type of thing, or no, just in the educated like in the fantasy way. So they're like wizards or something. Uh, like, and then there's this boy, and he he's got. <laughs> are are they human? Uh, as much as Kiss is human, I would think. Maybe Almost they're, human. Maybe they're Almost demons. Human. Very good. <laughs> yes. I'll be. I'll be honest. I've read what the synopsis is several times, and none of it is stuck in my head because it doesn't. Can you just read what Wikipedia says? But, but I, I, I think other than that one, th- I forget what song you said. Where's the villains? I think otherwise you, you, you've you've already explained. You're pretty close. I mean, it, yeah, it's like like it because it is like. It, the kid is selected by the elders to go on a mission, right? Isn't he? Is yeah. That kind of yeah yeah yeah. To, to, yeah. By, by the council of the elders yeah. to, uh, I I think what what is a lot so that what is a lot less clear is what the mission is. Yes, okay. it, it's more about does he have the courage to take on the mission? Well, it's and we as we were just talking with. With I, with the last one, as you said, he's like ready to go with the mission. This is just, this is like the, like a prologue to the actual story. Cause if he's going on his mission. Right. We would need that second and third album yeah, before anything is, fucking happens. This is the first movie of the trilogy. This is the origin story. Oh, so this is a new hope then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's or, say that. Or the Fellowship of the Ring. No, I would say it's more the Hobbit. Oh, the, the Hobbit yeah, yeah. before yeah, yeah, yeah. the Fellowship yeah, of the Ring, because okay. we're introduced to the Ring, we're introduced to yeah. the Baggins, we're like yeah. we learn about the world, but in a shorter version. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Please, please. The basic plot of the of the Elder involves the recruitment and training of a young hero, the boy, by the Council of Elders who belong to the Order of the Rose, a mysterious group dedicated to combating evil. The boy is guided by an elderly caretaker named Morpheus. Giotham's lyrics describe the boy's feelings during his journey and training as he overcomes his early doubts to become confident and self-assured. The only spoken dialogue is at the end of the last track, I. During the passage, Morpheus proclaims to the elders that the boy is ready to undertake his odyssey. Okay. I really want to make this movie. (laughs) We have a part for Gene. Morpheus? Of course! He's the only real actor in the group. Like, do they ever say Morpheus? <laughs> no. They say it, they say, I think they say it in the dialogue at the end. And, at, at the at end, the, where it's like, like yes, Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah. <laughs> now that he is undergone, you know. Is, <laughs> is, the, uh, is the Morpheus character from The Matrix based on this character? I would have to assume so. Like the Wachowski, they're the Wachowski sisters now, but yes. they obviously, obviously were very much influenced by the Elder. In as much as we all are in our day-to-day lives. Well, and that's why uh, Larry Fishburne, mm-hmm. uh, I call him, should be Morpheus. Oh, in- instead yeah. Of Gene. Okay. You know, I just feel like if we're going to get the rights to this, we're going to have to get Gene and give part. get Gene apart. Get Gene, yeah. Well, you know, he is an actor. Yeah. He's, he's a, a thespian. Yeah. Would right, you so. Would you say that the Matrix is just fan fiction of the Elder? I would, I would, I would absolutely say that. Keanu's yeah. the boy. Oh yeah, hey, interesting. Maybe the Matrix is the Elder. <laughs> that is, that is a fascinating uh, concept. Oh, it is, you fa- on. it is fascinating. Oh yeah, when you pl- <laughs> when you play the the rave scene from the Matrix Two, uh, it's actually just uh, music from the Elder backwards. Oh, yeah. and therefore is Matrix. Two and three revolutions and whatever. That was, is that the elder that 
that we, we that we yeah. never got. Continuing the boy on. just it turns into a Christ allegory. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our discussion on music from the other. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, uh, just to just to wrap it up completely, um, just to throw out just a few more things out there. There was supposed to be a tour for this album. Obviously, didn't happen. Everybody hated well, it. Well, like, well, maybe we should talk for a minute about the critical reception to this album. It, cause, because strangely enough, at the time, it was the best reviewed Kiss album that there was. Because <laughs> it was the mm-hmm. first time that like um, uh, regs like Rolling Stone stuff like that like actually t- took them seriously and not just like dumb cock rock. Which, you know, but then it's funny, too, if you look on on Wikipedia, Pitchfork reviewed it, mm-hmm. 0.0. <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not that we should give a shit about well, Pitchfork at all. And it was shouldn't. one of the their first, oh, my Come voice on, just Scott. cracked, that was great. It was one of their That's first albums that, that didn't go platinum, right? right? Uh, it doesn't even go or gold. gold. Not even gold. Yeah, I, I, was... I don't think to this day it's it's certified. Yeah. So... Yeah, wrapping up uh, the elder. Of course, uh, we need. Sorry, to know... I, I. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I just thought I'd mention. I saw one Paul quote where he said, like, part of the thing that was the reality of the elder is that it wasn't meant to be more profound than rock and roll all night. It was just rock and roll all night with an orchestra, and then quote, we're still coming at a street level. <laughs> so, you know, if if you agree with that. I mean, how could you disagree? Nothing was more street than like the the flutes and the. So and, you know, I, and yeah, is is Kiss? Are they at a street level? What's the one lyric in a, in Odyssey? There's a child in a sundress staring at staring a rainy sky. At a rainy sky. Very street. It, it that, that the street giveth and the street taketh away. Exactly. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> Yeah, totally, Hood. We're done talking about The Elder? Yes. <laughs> so now that we are, I got to know, what is your Kiss Army status? Uh, are you ready to join the war, or are you a draft dodger? Jay? Can we start with you? <laughs> yeah, imagine we're underneath the, the staircase of your childhood home in the, what was it called? The Kiss? The Kiss Club? The Kiss Club. Yeah. But you know, um, you, you've got like your childhood imagination going as well, and you're like you're imagining you're about to go on this journey. You're about to go battle. You're the boy, you know. What do you say to Morpheus when he asks you <laughs> to go on this journey? <laughs> That's going to be the new question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I you know I'd like to imagine I'm like Colonel Kurtz here. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just like with like the cloth you know like rambling nonsense mm-hmm. and so no longer like actively at war kind of just like gone insane uh you know in yeah. the jungles of cambodia or whatever and don't worry can confirm uh <laughs> right so C- cook what about you <laughs> I was going to make that analogy earlier when I was talking, listening to you two talk about Kiss. Oh, like with like the Kiss Army type. Oh, of- just and all, yeah, all, all of that. I just felt like I was like, I've been searching for you guys for weeks. Uh, <laughs> I'm with a bunch of like young privates. So we don't. We're going deep into enemy, deep into enemy territory. Yeah. Um, and uh, eventually, I'm going to have to kill you both with a machete. It's going to be. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you're yeah, he's, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, You've got a similar build. Right. Well, all I, all I can say to you is that I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go surfing. Exactly. Charlie, uh, don't surf. Uh, exactly. Okay. So, my Kiss Army status. If we can get this made into an actual movie, I am in the Kiss Army for life. Holy shit. This but, is a big one. But until then, I... <laughs> I can't be bothered. <laughs> I will not. I was just going to, I, but I, I always just jump to a killing myself joke. So I stopped myself from doing that. Yeah, I know. We got we to gotta probably pump the brakes on those. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd like to see this as a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you're an act, like, like this, you should be do like an Orson Welles thing with this where, you know, huh. it's, it becomes like your citizen. King. Well, unless if we can get. Keanu Reeves to play the boy. I'm all for that. But if not, then uh, I will. I will. Of You'll course, step up. To I the will, plate. of course, be seen partners with Gene Simmons. I'm sure that would be so much fun to make a movie with him. Just think about the women, right? Exactly, and that's all that really matters. Getting laid. Oh, getting paid. What's your Kiss Army status? I already said. I oh, did. Yeah, fucking, you're getting shelled. I, okay. I, napalm in the morning. All okay. That. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, we've got a bit of a different thing coming up, but let's let's keep it going with Kiss. Um, it's time for uh one of everyone's favorite segments. It's time for the Chris Kiss quote. All right. I have I have two. I have one from a member of Kiss and another More one that I just liked. Okay. That was the one time I would say that Kiss succumbed to its critics. We wanted a critical success, and we lost our minds. <laughs> that is Gene Simmons talking about music from The Elder. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> that was the one time I would say that Kiss succumbed to, its, to the critics. We wanted a critical success, and we lost our minds. Oh, that is... That is... Okay, and this this one I just liked it because it was full of a bunch of quotes. Uh, guitarist and founder Paul Stanley has said it co- has called it the biggest misstep of our careers, while his partner Gene, Gene Simmons described it as pompous. Former founding member Ace Frehley, who thought who thought it was offensive, once threw a tape of it out of the window of his car while speeding down Major Deegan Expressway. It's an abomination, says its producer and mastermind Bob Ezrin. Wow, that's great. Yeah, nice real like roundup of it all. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like totally it. disowning it. <laughs> it kind of makes me like it even more. This fucking guy, like lo- his favorite album is the Peter Chris solo album, and now he likes music from the Elder. It's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, is it your favorite Kiss album thus far? This one? Yeah. No, no, Peter no. Chris's solo album is better than this. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. it's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we all have our thing it's time for my segment now um we're going to track 40 i've uh i've stopped listening to these prior even though i've heard them a hundred times over but i have no idea what city we're coming from in this one so take it away paul Come on. 
Josh, you do. <laughs> Every time we come to Texas, <laughs> oh, they're in Texas. Uh oh. I know this isn't the dairy state, but you're growing big here. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was Gene. This one's called Come on and love me. That was a that particularly one turned, gross one. Yeah, that one turned disgusting quickly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't even have any like charisma there, like or chemistry on stage. No. No, that's. I would venture to say that's got to be from like the farewell tour or something. I, who who knows? It's all uh, it's all going downhill. <laughs> now, um, so we still have to keep doing this podcast, James. You'll be free. You'll be free, Mister X. That is to say. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, Cook, you already know what our next assignment <sighs> is because uh, this is okay. This is before yeah. we get into it. You're gonna do a little spoiler. <laughs> Because you, you've already done your work on this. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were forced to listen. To, I was forced to listen to this album. I listened to it several times because we... At we, least you're through it now. You're... Yeah. We had thought that we... Because we kept trying... Scheduling and then obviously you couldn't do it. Yeah. Do the recording. But uh, uh, fuck you for uh, have, making me have this album as part yeah. of my life for a long time. This is one that you that you, you, could, you can say it because I always, oh, I yeah. always get so to say it. I, I, I remember the first time I was listening to it all the way through, I was driving home, and three songs in, I called you from my car and said, fuck you. Because, <laughs> of course, the next Kiss, assi kiss My Assignment is Asshole by Gene Simmons. <laughs> but the best part about it is on uh, on Apple Music, it's A asterisk asterisk hole. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gene Simmons is for the children. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, get ready for a great one next week, folks. Yeah, yeah, and believe me, I've heard this album a lot already too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a classic. <laughs> That's yeah. It it became one of those late night play over and over and over ones. One of the one of the last ones actually. So, yeah. So he snuck it in under the wire. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually saying to Mister X earlier that it's too bad he won't be here for that one, but. Then again, if he's not around, then maybe this won't keep happening. <laughs> so, um, what do you got? What do you think? Um, well, we've folks, got... if you haven't already noticed, we, this is a long episode. Yeah. And you know what you do when you do a long episode? You make it even longer. So it is time for a new segment. That's right. <laughs> now, this is a segment that nobody asked for. <laughs> It makes no sense. <laughs> I came up with the name of it before even knowing what it was. You, uh, you called me. You were so excited. About I was it. in California at the time. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, what would this be?" And um, it's um, it's a new segment um, called uh, "Animalize This." <laughs> Such a great idea. <laughs> Where we're gonna um, run through and review uh, each and every. Um, Billy Crystal movie. <laughs> Thank you. Starting uh, uh, today uh, with, um, we figured why not because of the title. Uh, let's let's get into it. We're talking about 1999's Analyze This. Now, guys, I had never seen this movie Me prior to. We were all virgins and we yeah. all watched it today yeah. separately. That's special. Um, yeah. 
what, 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 we, we haven't done a lot of movie talk on this show, Chris. Yeah. So, so just fire some of like your, your thoughts. At okay. Me on this My thoughts on this movie. Uh, this is, I believe this is the beginning of like Robert De Niro's like big phase. Like, cause it's, it's soon after this is meet the parents and all those where he's just become like a cartoon. I was, I was thinking the same thing where it's like, because it's, it's, it's clearly a rated R movie where he's mm. still like, he like the, like the F-bombs are flying like throughout it. Oh yeah. But he's still trying to like, look like the big tough guy, like in it, like, like a lot of the time. Like, so even though there are goofy parts and especially when he starts crying the multiple times when he's, when he's crying. Terrible. <laughs> um, that was a little unbelievable, actually, like seeing him. like, with the... <laughs> And it was like legit tears coming out of his eyes, too, at, at points. It made the, it was so weird. Yeah. It was, uh, but we the, like Robert De Niro, Billy Crystal, Lisa Kudrow. And the, the one thing I want to get on. Yeah. The one thing I want to get on with Lisa Kudrow in this movie. And it's like, of course, in Hollywood, there's always an age gap. But their relationship in this movie doesn't make any sense. He's no. a psychiatrist in New York. She's a news reporter in Miami. And she's quitting being a news reporter to be a housewife in New York. Who keeps having For... keeps having her, her weddings destroyed oh, by mobsters coming in and killing people. When a murder happens <laughs> in her wedding, she's just upset that her wedding was ruined. She's not, not like horrified that someone was killed in front of them. Totally. I, I, I thought not... Like, it's not Lisa Kudrow's fault. No. But what a shit like thin shrill characters well it's it's, it's, just like this is very typical of the 90s of like of just like the female characters there because yeah like 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 we gotta have a gross old guy fucking yeah yeah let's pick some like hot ass she's closer in age to chas palmentary than she is billy crystal easily yeah she's like at peak of friends time at that oh yeah and i love that her parents that they have in the movie are like in their 80s so it doesn't look as weird that like because in they actually because like billy crystal i think i looked it up he was 55 when they made this movie i mean obviously people do do that i mean it's totally yeah but you know it's not like Billy Crystal isn't exactly like making the ladies faint away, you know. Like... No, look at his fucking hair by that movie. <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> and in the scenes where they're intimate in the movie, they're talking like an inch away from each other, and it made me very uncomfortable. Because and he's always going in for another kiss. It made me very uncomfortable. There was a lot of uncomfortable stuff going on in this movie. I didn't yeah. at all believe that they were like madly in love enough for like to one of them to move across the country or no it just and to like survive like multiple like assassination attempts and... yeah <laughs> yeah i and we we talked about this before we recorded the podcast but uh some of the jokes really uh hold up the test of time in this one hey casually throwing out the f word <laughs> yeah like the bad one oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh... I'll repeat it just so you don't have to watch the movie this is a joke that is repeated three times in the movie if you make me a fag, you're dead. Yeah. And that's a funny joke. Yeah. And it's just like, all I can say is like, at least that like shit has changed enough where that, how uncomfortable it felt to see it now. Uh-huh. You know? It was just, yeah. it was just, like, that, it was, at least we could say that. It like, was easy and cool to do because of gay panic. It was just like an easy, stupid joke that they would make. I feel like gay panic was still like really popular, like even like 10 years ago. Though, oh, too. yeah. Like, I bet you'd probably be pretty shocked to watch, like, major studio comedies, like, throwing like, out. Like, mm-hmm. Hangover Part 2, kind of. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very upsetting. 
Yeah. So anyway, um, it it was and it was really though I they weren't good at it, but it was funny watching all these old like mob actors trying to do comedy and trying yeah. to do like straight man comedy. Now, Cook, sorry, Mister X. I know you haven't uh, seen The Sopranos. You have though, correct? Don't uh, spoil it. Yes, not in a long no, time though. I wouldn't. But this very much felt to me like like with the 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 uh, the psychiatrist mobster thing. Oh yeah. Cause think about the first episode of The Sopranos. Yeah. You know, it's, this felt like a funhouse mirror without the fun like mm-hmm. version of the of The Sopranos, and that's that's all I'll say about it. No spoilers, but yeah, and it just yeah. like yeah, the movie is just kind of strange too. It, a lot of like dream sequences like dream fantasy that was a so they weird one yeah with with like it. billy crystal like crying out oh no robert de niro crying out papa yeah to yeah. billy crystal it's it's but like, yeah it's a dream so it doesn't make sense but yeah well but no and then billy crystal has that dream and then he's like it's your dad i solved what's wrong with you i had a dream and now i figured out what's wrong it's that's the, it the, they're trying to fast track and t- to set up that sequence where De Niro is going to kill Billy Crystal, mm. and then he breaks down crying, and it turns out it's like tenderly all about his father. But it's completely just like jammed in there, completely unsupported. Uh, well, out of nowhere, because yeah, we never really get any sort of indication about you know Robert De Niro being damaged by like his dead father until no. until they're in the restaurant where his yeah. father was killed I'm... which by the way then i didn't even notice before that that De Niro had like a kid that he was like ignoring oh, no. the first time that you see the kid <laughs> is when he's when he can't go to that big meeting at the end and he's curled right. up on the bed with his kid and his and wife having to like figure out i guess that's his kid <laughs> and he doesn't want it to happen like what happened with that is just bad baffling. Yeah, and also just the uh the pacing of the movie and I, I know they did it that it was supposed to be a comedic thing of every time Billy Crystal and his wife are trying to do something, the mob shows up. But it just creates this like lilting like progression of the movie that is just like it doesn't they're not building, it's not getting funnier each time it does it. It's just like it's like that's Yeah. It's it's, it's like reciprocating this like one note joke. Yeah, whether it be that, like you're saying, yeah. or whether it's like the joke, the constantly running joke of mobsters saying cute, normal stuff, therefore it's funny. It it very much felt like like a, like a Franken script of of some type or something. Yeah. Like maybe it, maybe it was a straight up gangster movie at one point with like you know dealing with depression and psychiatry and then it's like what what if we had billy crystal in there and <laughs> and this and movie still keep in all the ultra violence but you and know this have movie this was good, goofy you know, yuck em up this movie was a hit well there's a sequel yeah i know i was just yeah oh and my i i loved with chaz in the beginning where he's like don't analyze me and he may as well have like winked at the camera mm-hmm. when he's yes <laughs> i just imagine like audience being like yes that's the title he fucking said it yes 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 well because i i love it too it's like like the little coda at the end when like de niro's in jail spoilers everyone um but he just like casually like says like oh yeah um marco or whatever his name is yeah he yeah he's dead <laughs> hey i had nothing to do with it yeah, hey, hey not on my hands you know but i tell you every two-bit criminal in this town wanted him dead and it's just like okay <laughs> um 
I, what a movie. I, I thought it was so lame and uncomfortable when he's talking about his dad, like, after he was going to kill Billy Crystal. And it's the only time, like, he cries many times throughout the movie for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. But these tears are supposed to be, like, the emotional center of the movie. And it was just, like, I don't know. So, so, un- so unearned. Was, yes. And it was cartoon, just cartoonish. Yeah. Like, it's, and it, it's... Yeah, it's just the, the whole like with with the hyper violence in it too. Like that that, was, that, like, that giant like, like all the multiple machine gun fights at the well, end. When when he's when the guy gets <laughs> yeah. right before the guy gets thrown out of the window when he just comes in and shoots the dude right after he made a joke about a sandwich. That, that, that's why I'm saying it's just such an odd like I I really feel like like if, that somebody took someone's script and just destroyed it. That, yeah, that, that that's the only way I could. Yeah, it could I make just sense. I just didn't know. Because they were whether like cause at times they're trying to be really rooted in reality, like trying to make it, but then it's so cartoonish at other points and just odd, yeah. and just kind yeah. of late nineties comedies summed up. Late nineties, indeed. So with De Niro doing that type of stuff, does it water down, you know, his his does legendary it status. His legacy? Yeah. No, no, I don't think I think it's the same as Pacino. It's like you just have to separate it into like like uh like BC and AD. <laughs> so so like okay, oh, it's perfect thing with both of them. They're both in The Irishman, the new ah, yes. Scorsese movie. Is is that affected by their years now or decades now? of shitty movies just because they like to work and hang out and go on vacation or whatever. It doesn't help, Yeah, but it's not the be-all, end-all. And I think Mm -hmm. they have enough of their stellar work that it's still going to always, you know, keep it past. That's actually one thing I found um, dumb. (laughs) Another thing I found dumb when they're sitting in the the funeral parlor and um, they started talking about The Godfather. With De Niro, yes, that's, that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't. Do they even realize like how like meta and like I, I don't think they did. Oh, so did you find that well, was like think... smart beyond what it it? Knew? Well, but you'd think because it's Harold Ramis directed it, you'd think because he's a smart director. Yeah. yeah, which made it worse, by the yeah. way. It made it way worse knowing that it was him expecting. Like I was expecting quality, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I couldn't tell if it was an oversight or it was meta. So to me, it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, like it's just distracting. Well, if yeah. You, yeah. If you just compare this to, uh, is it the, what's the the like the the satire of the Godfather the Mafia that movie? Yeah. yeah. Which is I haven't seen in a while, but like they just oh, holds go, up. They just it's absurd, <laughs> but it's absurd. Like they're doing a send up, yeah. yeah. and I think this movie just didn't know what it was, yeah. like. And it got rewarded. <laughs> yeah, giant hit. I mean, yeah, it's it's commercial appeal, I guess, is uh, kind of evident, you know. Mm-hmm. And like Lisa Kudrow is at like like the height of her powers. This is right at near yeah, the end so of yeah, Friends. Yeah. She's As using say, Billy Crystal is still a viable movie star in his own right. De Niro is still at the height of his powers, really. So yeah. it it makes all the sense in the world that it was, you know, people would go see it. But I think there's a reason why there's no like analyze there you know not yet god willing <laughs> um i still still fooling him ah that's right yeah hope you're hope you're enjoying that book scott <laughs> bought me uh billy crystal's autobiography still fooling him 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was my thank you for Jay buying me uh, a Bill Cosby book. This is pre-scandal, I believe, but I still have that goddamn book. You're taking that home with you. But but that <laughs> was a, uh, a, a thank you for uh, Scott giving me uh, Jay Leno leading with my chin. So... And don't worry, he's got another book coming down the pike. <laughs> he, he already know what it is. I was, I was just waiting for you to be like, don't worry, it's actually really good. <laughs> hey guys, I wrote a book. <laughs> he had something. Today's headlines. I loved Jay Leno when I grew up. So that My family, my parents loved Jay Leno. Yeah. So like, I have a lot of memories of watching it, watching it with them. Again, holds up. Do you like him? Uh, no. No. You better, be, you better be careful because you'll be known as the Jay Leno guy if you don't give a resounding no. You're already the elder guy now. Believe me, you are. It's great. I'm Peter Chris Cook and I love Jay Leno. Gotcha. Hope we got that one clean. <laughs> That's a new closing to the show. <laughs> That's like your ringing endorsement. Like, I approve this message. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, you guys should start doing, like, uh, headlines or something on the air. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, we should start doing, like... Like, um, Man on the Street. Or... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, of, like, this, this like, show that is, like, trying to be evergreen, but we're just, like, ripping ripping him off of today's headlines. All right. Well, let's see what's in the news today. <laughs> well, let's just riff. <laughs> my parents, the headlines were my mom's favorite segment. Sure. When they would start, she'd be just like, yes. I was exactly the same way yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. They were funny from well, oh, yeah. at least at the time. Oh yeah. Well, like typos are really funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, so true. Well, Holy much. shit. This is crazy. Okay. That was animalized this. We're oh probably never going to do that again. <laughs> Jay, I want Jay, I want we'll, Jay, we'll have you back for animalize that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want I want the title of this episode to be Music from the Elder and Animalize This. Because <laughs> it could also be, and I said it actually by accident earlier, it could be Analyze Kiss. Mm-hmm. Well, I said that by accident. Oh, did you? Yeah. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> What's the edit point? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, because we don't want to be totally um, negative. We always like to throw out a recommendation. And I'm sure you're still listening after almost two hours. <laughs> Listen, I'd like to think we've we've we're, we've we've grown with the audience, and they you know they just want to like, hear us talk about this random yeah. movie for no Steve, goddamn reason. It, Steve, it I'm glad you're still listening. <laughs> Taylor, it's great you're still here, buddy. <laughs> we salute you. Doesn't matter how much rambling or. Dicking around. <laughs> dicking around. Well, yeah. I just openly dicking around in I, your I haven't read any manifestos today, so we're doing all right. Okay. What's your recommendation? My my recommendation, um, well, during our break, I was on another podcast. I was on oh. the Movie Jerks podcast, which is a, a, a really successful po- uh, movie podcast that's made in Edmonton. Uh, I've been on it a couple times before with friend of the show, Taylor Chadwick, but I was on solo this time. And uh, we went on because they, they wanted to hear a few stories about uh, Cold Pursuit, which is now out on digital and oh, Blu-ray. Okay. So get get that. Watch my three seconds of it. 
you should really check it out, Jay. It's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's Liam. He's only in a, he says a yeah. few seconds. You see me smoking but, a but pipe it, for three seconds in it. But, Liam uh, but so uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. On the episode, we uh, uh, because they 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 know me a little well, so we we're doing old man action movies, and they just put down like twenty blank DVD cases on the table, and I picked one at random. And in the movies, and I picked the one that wasn't an old man action movie. So we watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii, huh. which is a batshit crazy movie. It's this this coked out dude in the eighties who fi- self financed his own movies. Like he won a bunch of uh, daytime Emmys and like got a bunch of money and made these these movies. Oh, what's it called? It's like tits, ass, and explosions. It's just like this series of movies he made that were like absolutely insane. Yeah, so we we t- we watch the movie and we talk about it on the episode, and so I just it's JP Fournier and Sean Gramiak that do that podcast, and it's a blast. So you should check it out. Awesome. awesome. And if anybody's listening to the show after hearing me on that, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like 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 they don't want to be associated with someone who does this kind of shit. Well, I just <sighs> look. You do a movie podcast. We do a movie podcast <laughs> now. <laughs> Uh, so that that's my recommend is uh, cool. it's 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 a great it's a great podcast. They talk about a, a bunch of really weird movies. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jay, you have something you'd like to throw out? Sure. Um, yeah, I'll just put something uh, serious. Please do. Yeah, I don't know why I put that in quotes. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> I know. You've got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I recently got the the Blu-ray for the Long Goodbye. Oh. Um, and I've been obsessed with it since I got it. Uh, I've watched it four times since I got it like a month ago. Uh, I feel like it's going to be like a, a top 20 movie for me. Um, yeah, it's uh incredible watch. Elliot Gould. You'd know him as the old guy from, from Friends. From Friends yeah, that's which cool. is that Thank old, you. old show from Netflix. That's the one with that chick. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I doubled back and listened to his. Uh, he then reads the book, the novel. Elliot Gould oh, reads wow. the novel on Audible, so it's been a fun little uh, double whatever. dip. Yeah, there awesome. The long goodbye. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm gonna do um, a bit of a serious one myself. Um, after I got um, hurt, you know, I had a lot um, kind of going on with myself, and there, I've really finally found like one thing that I thought would um, would help me. It's this book. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Dianetics. Um, it's really just got a lot of interesting things going on in it. Um, preventative Dianetics, uh, the mind's protection. I mean, I don't know. I'll just leave read a co- us a section of it. We have time. Like, like, what's your favorite passage? Book two, <laughs> chapter five. Psychosomatic illness. Psychosomatic illnesses are those which have a mental origin, but which are nevertheless organic. Despite the fact that there existed no precise scientific proof of this before Dianetics, an opinion as to their existence has been strong since the days of Greece, and in recent times various drug preparations have been concocted and sold that were supposed to overcome these sicknesses. I could go on, guys, but I'm going to leave this copy here, and you guys just, you know... First, first come, first serve. You didn't bring us our own copies. Well, this is my copy. Okay. Well, I'd be happy to. I I do know some people that would be able to get you each a copy. Okay, great. Um, because um, so, I would love to get an audit. I it's been a long time since I had. Yeah. A, Are you so, kind of in a wandering period, or? Uh, yeah. Like, 
like my thetan levels are like fucking out of control right yeah. now. Like I'm, I'm like, I am. So you are familiar somewhat. Oh yeah. Like I would say I'm a, oh, I wish I could pull it. Uh, what do they say when the, when a person is, you have to cut them out of their lives? An SP? Yeah. An yeah, SP. An SP. You have to separate. I'm a bit of an SP. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I, I'm, I'm still just learning right now. I'm only OT level three. But you know, I you know, I hopefully like as long as I just I keep paying my fees, I keep doing the tests. You'll be clear uh, in no time. Thank you guys. So, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, Dianetics: The Modern Science of Mental Health. It's great. It's science, so you know, can't be refuted. If you'd like to reach out to us, <laughs> if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, you can find us at Detroit Talk City. We're Detroit Talk City Pod at Gmail our Facebook group is Detroit Talk City. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Scatman Malone. Uh, you can find me at El Chris Cook on those things, and you can also just link through to us when you're checking out Scientology.com. Exactly, they have a direct link to us. We are the premier Scientology podcast on the internet. We're trying to get there at least, Mister X. Thank you for joining us today. It was a real blast, for real. I am so happy that we had you on this enormous, insane episode. (laughs) Yep. Um, That's going to do it for us at Detroit Talk City. Remember, don't mean spit to us. That's a Fox and Crocs production.